Welcome to another episode of Them Ass Burgess. Hello. <laughs> Why was that really slow? <laughs> I don't know. My brain could not speed it up. You couldn't remember what the... Which one is it? <laughs> Which one is it when you meet someone? Is it... Is it goodbye? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So it's, uh, it's the 1st of December. It's the 1st of December. Are you calm? Yeah. Are you calm? Yes. All right then. Uh, anything? Anything new? Anything going on with you? No. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. No. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's new with you? Um. <clears throat> oh, I've got my appointment for the uh, the eye place. Yes, you do. The, I can't remember what the place is called now, but there's a place that it's it's like 40 minutes away from where I live and they do assessments for um, like people that have issues. Because obviously I've got the lighting at work, which I think I've mentioned before. And so they're going to do like tests. Um, it's like an hour long test. Uh, it's like a private company. I don't think there's anything in NHS that can do it. My therapist is the one that recommended it to me. Uh, but they do. Um, they, they don't, I'm actually not sure what they do because I kind of called them. They said I should go on their Facebook page and have a look, but I haven't. But they've sent me like a questionnaire in the post, and it's like an hour. They do assessments, decide if I need any different types of glasses or uh, if there's just some exercises I can do. And I thought the questionnaire they sent would just be normal, like is your vision blurry or do you have issues with this? But the questions they're asking in it are. Uh, Really weird questions. You were very impressed with the questions, I would say. Yeah, because it lists a load of stuff that I would say I do. Yeah. Um, but I find it weird that vision experts, um, as they are, that they know about that kind of stuff. It, there's a lot of questions in there that have to do with some of my, like, I suppose, behavior traits that there's no way I personally, if I had to guess, would have linked to eyesight. Uh, so it's weird that the questions are in there. Yeah, there was stuff about uh, authority and anger. Yeah, uh, bearing grudges. There was one about annoying people on purpose. Yeah. Um, and it's like more behaviour stuff. I mean, they do deal with, I think I've looked at their page, it says they deal with autism and ADHD. So um, maybe the question is just to find out what types of those I have, maybe. Yeah, because in theory, you're looking to get some glasses that are, I think, I don't, like, obviously you don't know until you've been tested, but the the sort of reason you went or the reason you got recommended this place was to look for potentially some glasses that were maybe tinted with a slightly yellow filter um, or something to help you when you are in your workplace with the bright white lights. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've got that. Well, I can't do that till start of January, so it's not till next month now, but once I have it, I'll let anyone know uh, that's interested in this kind of thing because it's the only place I've ever heard of that does this. I mean, I could just get, I suppose, prescription yellow glasses if I wanted to and just wear them, um, but I'm interested to find if they see anything else because they said that I might not even need glasses. There might just be other things that can be done. So it'll be interesting to to see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, it's uh, it's private though. So I guess if you're going to do it, it's it's not 
that cheap. The first appointment isn't that cheap just for the hour, just for the assessment. So um, I guess it's one of those things that it's really specialist. Yeah. You can't just get on like the health service here. Yeah. Because uh, I would have found it or would have heard it. But yeah. Yeah. So I've got that going on. Uh, Christmas is about to happen, which is fine for you, I guess. I don't know if your work gets any different, but obviously I work in the retail industry and this time of year is when it starts getting a bit frantic. But um, this year will be different because obviously the last few years I was management and like involved in it altogether, whereas at the moment I have my own little corner. I keep myself to myself. And it's interesting because we did the episode where we did centre of attention as an episode. Yeah. And I was saying that I like to be. And when I tried to change jobs before or in the past when I've been unemployed, um, I've kind of always looked for jobs that are like centre of attention. And after I got diagnosed, I I think I, I have mentioned it, but I went on a course for six weeks where it was like employment and autism yeah. course. And it was a basically a group of people that had just been newly diagnosed, I think. Uh, and they were all talking about getting into the workplace and that kind of thing. And they kept saying like, what you need is a back of house job or something behind the scenes and, you know, something where you're not directly in the public eye and I remember thinking like that sounds horrible like I prefer to be out and everyone to see me and stuff and obviously lately the job I do now is very much that um and I do seem to prefer it which is weird I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything which is what I thought would be the case before so when I did used to work out front I thought that was better and I used to think if I ever did a behind the scenes hidden job that would be worse because you know people wouldn't be able to do stuff. I'd feel weird about it and that yeah. kind of thing. But now I've started doing it, I've realised there are benefits to it. Uh, and that's that's definitely one of the things with me that I would say is a trait. I'm always really against stuff that I don't think is right for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm outright, I'm not doing this, this is really bad. And then yeah. eventually somebody will like somehow get me to do the thing that people have been recommending and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, actually this is uh, yeah, this is better. Yes. Uh, which is... Uh, I always fight stuff that I think I know best and I don't really listen to anybody else's advice on anything if it can be if I don't have to like I even when I ask for people's advice I do feel like I'm not really listening to it anyway um and I don't like people telling me like what to do or even if they're trying to be nice and giving me like pointers on what's helpful uh I do feel like that they they don't know what they're talking about and I just ignore it and then eventually I will stumble into the thing that they suggested it's always like a year or like a few yeah. months down the line, I'll accidentally do the thing that they suggested like months ago. And then I'm like, oh, this is so much better. Why didn't I just do this in the first place? And you think me saying this to you now would mean that from this point on, next time someone recommends something, I should just give it a go. But you'd be wrong in thinking that's I know, how I, I behave. I wouldn't even think that of you. I've, <laughs> I have come to realise your ways. So we're going to now uh for this week we're going to start the continuation of doing topics suggested by people that listen to the podcast and this week's episode is a topic that i've um because i'm kind of i'm not doing them in the order that they're asked i'm kind of just doing them as doing them like i'm looking at them and then which ones we're going to talk about now which ones we need to do a bit more like looking into yeah Uh, and this week's episode somebody mentioned about talking about the body and not I suppose like it is how you feel physically, but it's like how in touch with your own body you are as somebody on the spectrum. Because obviously there is that slight disconnection, especially, I mean, I experience it, um, where you are unaware of, you know, I suppose what your body's trying to tell you. Now, this is something that I think is more 
physically is more relevant to me. So I feel like I, like if something's wrong or, you know, if I'm physically in some sort of pain or there's something weird going on, it's hard for me to pick up on it. But for you, it's also relevant because obviously people can tell what emotions they're feeling or if they're feeling nervous or anxious or worried or that kind of thing. Um, And that's where I think it's relevant for you because you have a weird disconnect for that at all where you can't tell that uh, something's bothering you. Uh, You did it actually not that long ago. I mean, I'm going to start with you anyway, but um, so I know I mentioned me first, but you know. Yeah, start with here you. we go. Okay. Just because I've just thought of an example of uh, you. So, do you remember? It was like a few days ago. You were doing something. Um, yeah. No, you weren't. You were. We were just knocking about, and you kind of were just like, "I'm burgering. Why am I burgering? I'm burgering about something." And you kept saying that you felt weird, but you didn't understand why yeah. or where it was coming from or what was going on. Yeah. And you uh, couldn't work it out, and you were like really restless. Yeah. And. Um, you were just sort of, I mean, how were you? You kind of just... Just felt di- like, yeah, restless, like you say, or like I needed to stim more than usual. And like my brain wasn't very settled. I think I've said before, I have quite a simplistic like thought process. Like, not simplistic. So because I can think about things it's not like there's nothing going on up here but for the most part there's not really much going on in my head I'm quite uh I don't overthink things generally so I will if there's actually something to overthink but I don't if there's nothing that's happened that I'm thinking about then um I'm okay yeah but you you do this thing where you know that something's wrong and you feel weird within yourself so your body is telling you that there's something wrong yeah but then when you think about it you literally can't think of anything yeah or what it could possibly be but you still feel weird and you don't know why yeah uh, and it causes you to you kind of just do weird stuff like you wander about or you like keep getting up and then sitting down or you keep trying to do stuff, but you're not sure what, or you'll just kind of go into weird trances where yeah. you're just kind of staring at stuff uh, for no reason for like long periods of time. And I ask you what's wrong and you're just kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. But then you go back to doing the thing you were doing. Yeah. And obviously before you were diagnosed or before you even thought about having autism, I guess when that happened, you didn't really have a word for it. I know now you say I'm burgering. I'm burgering about something, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like your body is telling you that something's up, but because you have like a disconnect between like your brain and your body, I suppose in that sense, you don't really understand why or what it is. Yeah. But it's like physically, your body's trying to tell you that there's something, um, and you just can't work it out. Yeah, that's true. I can't. Which is a normal thing, I suppose. I mean, I do it too. Um, but it's. It's hard to do it. I mean, I I don't know if you've always experienced this. I don't know if you've ever even noticed it. I noticed it that I do the same thing as well, but it's after I got diagnosed. Before I got diagnosed, like I get like anxious or nervous about stuff like quite constantly and I feel yeah, like sort do. of in my chest and my stomach. But um, most of the time I don't notice it's happening. So most of the time I'll have it and um, I don't really 
pick up on it at all. Yeah. Um, it's, you only ever notice it when other people start to realize it. And it's other people that know you quite well notice that you're behaving differently and then they point it out. Um, but if I'm on my own, I don't even realize it's happening most of the time. Uh, and it's that inability to feel um, or to pick up on it. And I don't know how it works for the NT uh, world, I suppose. I don't know if they notice it straight away when they start, but when their body feels differently or, yeah, you know, you, you hear people talking about like butterflies or they say, oh, I'm a bit nervous or uh, that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same. Have you ever heard anybody explain something like nervous or anxious to you and then have recognised that you have it the same or you recognise that it feels the same? Well, I don't really know because with me, I think like nervous and anxious, it's not something that I recognise as a feeling. I just feel different. I don't... I, I think with nerves and anxiousness, I don't think I really get many physical feelings behind it. I'm I, Mine are just in my head, but usually I think I'm getting better at knowing that the way I feel in my head is because I'm nervous about something, but it's not because my head is thinking about the thing I'm nervous about. I just, it's my thoughts go a bit weird and maybe I do start fidgeting more, but I don't, Ten, I don't know. I'm not. I don't really get the physical side, whereas you definitely get way more of the physical side to nervousness and anxiousness than I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because with me, I my I can tell my body's doing something weird. So I mean, it's I guess so. That's where it's different because in you, it's your head. Yeah. So like in your head, you feel weird and you yeah. feel there's something wrong. But physically, when you like go to your body i suppose to see if there's a something there yeah you don't feel anything no um whereas with me i feel fine in my head constantly so like i always feel the same all the time with like yeah. what's going on in my head but then my body will just start doing stuff that i'm like what is this now? you get quite a tight chest don't yeah you? yeah i get like a feeling of like a weight on my chest most of the time yeah. um and it feels like tight to breathe yeah um and same with like my stomach, same thing. Like it yeah. always feels odd every now and then. But then when I like think about it, I think like, well, where's, where's this coming from? What's this about? Um, there's no like real understanding there of yeah. like what's going on. I don't, I don't notice it. It's, it just sort of happens. My body starts doing stuff, but in my head, I I feel fine, and I don't understand why my body's behaving in a way that's weird. And I, it's. It's it's strange because I used to just think it was normal. I used to just think, well, this is how everybody's uh, body is. This is how everybody is all the time. Because obviously I just figured I am and I'm fine. And then you look at other people and they seem fine. So you just think, well, they must be getting it too. This must be like the normal feeling. Yeah. This must just be what everybody's body feels like all the time. And this is standard. It's not until I suppose I start mentioning it to people I say people I started going into therapy and the first therapist I ever had she used to talk about what's going on with your body right now you know, yeah like just stop like thinking what you're thinking and just tell me how you feel physically and I used to explain it to her and she'd just be like okay so that's anxiety and I just was like no it's not anxiety because I you know I knew people that had anxiety you know yeah. and they 
talked about it in a way that made me think, well, yeah, that's anxiety. Like they were talking about like their thoughts and their like fears yeah. and the way they are and the panic and like that kind of thing. And I thought, well, I've not got any of that. So I just thought it was weird that my brain didn't feel anxious, but my body was behaving like it was. So I just kind of figured I can't have that separation. So it must be something else. Yeah. You know, she can't be, that's what it is. But then I've just sort of come to terms with it that now I admit that I get anxiety, but I only get physical anxiety. I don't get any like mental anxiety towards stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't get like scared of things or uh, worry about stuff or panic, even stuff that's happened that would panic most people. I seem quite calm all the way through it. But then my body seems to be going nuts at the same time. Yeah. But I've kind of just, it is what it is. I don't know because I'm assuming people that do have anxiety and get nervous and their body feels weird and, you know, they get the chest pains and the stomach aches and... uh, I know for you, when you start getting nervous, you get quite hot, like physically. You start becoming really warm, don't you? Or you feel really warm. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. I sweat. Yeah, and that's usually down to nerves or panic. Yeah. Um, But then, like, when that happens to you, do you recognise that's what it is? Or do you just think I'm really hot all of a sudden? Uh, Yeah, I just think I'm really hot. Uh, Yeah, it is just that. It happens a lot to me. Um, It also happens to me during meltdowns. So I think it's just a, a... one I don't I very pretty well I would say I basically never get the tight chest that you get or the the stomach pains like you get Mm. I don't really get that at all but that is one of my physical I I guess things that happens to me quite a lot if ever I have a meltdown or get close to having a meltdown or do get kind of stressed or anxious I do get really hot and then I start getting like really sweaty which is just a it's something that happens to me quite often, yeah. But do you feel different in your head when your body's getting warm? or Because no. usually when you tell me, so when you've had those situations where you've got really hot yeah. and then I've got sweaty, you've then sort of gone to me, oh, I'm just really hot and I feel gross now and that's yeah. it. But you, there's no like, um, do you mean you, you only explain to me your physical condition. Yeah. You never explain to me like a mental condition at all. You just sort of go physically I'm really warm and whatever. And then... Some of the, I think initially, like a long time ago, I suppose when we first started talking about this kind of thing, you were just like, it's just really weird because I haven't run anywhere. Yeah. Like I'm not wearing that many layers. It's not actually that warm, but I feel really hot and everyone else seems fine. Uh, and you couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. Um, because, and I suppose like that it sort of says to me that you have no idea what's going on in your head at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Or what's causing it. So there's that like there's that like disconnect there for you, but it's obviously in the I don't get the really hot thing at yeah. all. Um like the only time I ever get really warm or like that is because I've cycled faster somewhere. Yeah, or, like a reason that yeah, would make you warm. Yeah. I don't ever think this is a mental problem. I just think like, well, I have just been like riding my bike for like an hour. So yeah. obviously that's that's what that is. Um, but yeah, you get that. That's definitely one of yours where you start feeling really um, hot, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah, I. it's the same for me, but it's it's weird. I, I'm assuming that obviously without the autism, you would know what it was. You'd make that connection straight away. Yeah. And then I suppose if you think about it, you deal with the problem, you understand what it is, that goes away, you know? Yeah. So like the physical attribute of the problem you're having disappears. But for me and you, uh, I'm guessing, yeah, um, because you don't know what it is, it kind of just stays with you. 
it's just there until it's run its course. There's no way to make it go away. Like in the times when you have been really hot uh, because you're worried about something, has like taking off layers of clothing helped or has no, it just stayed the same? No, not at all. It's just, I'm just hot. There's no, it's, it's kind of, it's like I'm having a hot flush. Like it's, it's myself. Yeah. It's not anything to do with outside factors. So I can't really, I just have to wait for it to pass. It's quite interesting because, yeah, I guess we, when it comes to sort of our, feelings when something is happening to our bodies because of something that's happened in our head Mm. I guess is the best way to say that because we're thinking about something our bodies are reacting in a certain way I think we're both quite out of touch with ourselves in that sense I don't think either of us are very good at knowing why how we I guess it's really knowing how we feel yeah there are times where I do I'm I you know sometimes I know that I am upset about something or sometimes I know that I'm really happy for something but when it comes to things sort of like nervous anxious worrying um being annoyed even things like that I'm quite out of touch with it and I I guess you are as well we both are yeah um which is something that obviously with having autism it you are kind of your emotions and reactions either are disproportionate they either are really under what yeah. they should be or they're massively over for what the situation calls for yeah um so you've got that anyway but that's in situations where we understand i suppose we've talked about reactions to stuff before yeah and we can tell, but some of the stuff's really obvious. This topic is a little bit more interesting because your body's trying to tell you that something's up. Yeah. And most of the time, I just ignore it. Yeah. Because I know I won't know what it is. And there have been times where once I've worked out what the symptoms are of being worried about something or anxious about something or annoyed about something... um. I have tried to then work it out yeah, uh, and then can't work out what it is. And then so I just start getting more frustrated because I want the feeling, the physical feeling to disappear. Yeah. But I can't work out what the problem is to get it to go away. So then I'm kind of just adding on top of that because I know something's wrong, but I can't work out what the something wrong is. Yeah. So I just spend all my time trying to figure. So it's just it's. I can't decide like what's better because obviously if I can work out what it is, it might make the symptom go away, which is good. But also I might not be able to, I can't work it out at all. So why bother? But then if you choose to just ignore it, your body just keeps doing this like thing over and over again. Like it keeps giving you this feeling. Yeah. Um, And you've got to try and just get through it and, um, you know, just ignore it, which is fine. Like, I suppose when I was younger, like my tightness in my chest and that kind of thing, I know there was sometimes it was like it came out in like a wheezing sound, like when yeah. I breathed and that kind of thing. And I remember I used to have to take an inhaler when I was really young, but didn't have asthma or anything like that. And I do think it is all related to like stress. Cause I don't ever get it when I was at school or okay. um, I don't ever get it when I was in like big social situations when I was younger. And then as I guess learnt to mask and adapt and develop more coping mechanisms, suddenly the wheezing and the breathing stuff, would ju- it just disappeared. 
But what I get now, as I've got older, um, and I don't know if it is because, like, obviously, as you get older, your body deals with stuff, I suppose, yeah. less where, you know, younger people can recover from things, like, a lot easier. I'm not saying, like, I'm really old, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've now noticed that, like, I get, like, sort of more, like, chest pains now that I didn't used to get. So yeah. I get the tightness in the chest and the taking deep breaths were hard, but now sometimes I get, like, a pain in the chest. And it'll just happen, like, all of a sudden. And it's usually when I'm out. I rarely get it when I'm at home, unless something that's happened at home, like I've had some post or something that's weird. Um, and I get it for like weird stuff. So like the phone will ring or I'll get some mail that I wasn't expecting or something like that. And I feel like the tightness in the chest again. And that stuff, so I've worked out that's easy to connect. It's because it's an unknown thing. For some reason, phone calls and uh, mail make me a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, and it's obviously from... Actually, I don't know where the phone call thing comes from. I know we've talked about this before. We've talked about communication, I think. And I don't know where that comes from. But like, there's certain things that give me like a physical reaction straight away. And they're really easy ones to pinpoint or to like map out what the issue is. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you've got them as well, where certain things cause you to physically have a reaction straight away. And sometimes I have the physical reaction first and then think, well, why is this coming from? I'm just saying it's the post. The post is the problem. Because then sometimes when I've then opened the post and it's been some junk mail, my body's just gone back to normal again. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it was that. So some stuff I'm like, I'm good with. But then there's like, sometimes it'll just come at random when I'm not doing anything. I just get these weird physical reactions to stuff that I don't know where it's come from. And um, the thing is with uh, autism is there's a delayed reaction anyway to stuff. So sometimes you might get a physical reaction to something for something that happened days ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's just your body's finally caught up and is deciding to have that reaction. And um, there's no way of like dealing with that. There's no way of doing that. I don't know if uh, neurotypical people, when they have it, it is immediate. So when something happens, they have the immediate physical reaction at the same time as they're having the mental reaction and that kind of thing. And I don't know if they have the delay. They might have like an aftermath where they've gone through a really stressful situation and then after it's over, their body like does things to recover from it. But um, I do feel like with us sometimes I'll have like a massive like anxiety reaction to something for no reason. And then it's because of something that I should have had it for last week. And for some reason, my body's just gone, OK, we're going to do it now. I yeah, for me, I definitely find that it come. It's almost like a, a process that happens almost every time where it's quite similar in that I think I have the physical side of it so the fidgeting and the being a little bit off um like you say I tend to sort of like stare into space and not be that present I suppose and uh maybe getting hot or something like that I tend to have that and I suppose like my mood's a little off as well like maybe I'm not quite I'm not really getting jokes, so if you make a joke to me, I don't really understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've seen that with you. Yeah, um, it's where you're not, you're not doing your, not masking, but there's a thing you do to fit in socially. <laughs> yeah. So you you recognise the like social cues of things you're supposed to do when you are having a problem. It there's a massive like you're just not there. Yeah. Um, you you miss them the cues the marks to have your reaction that is the normal reaction and you're just completely like shut off and like inside yourself yeah um i think that all happens for a while 
before I notice that it's happened. And I think usually I don't really notice it's happened until, I mean, most of the time it's around you. Mm. I don't, um, because I don't think it's that recognisable to maybe others outside because I'm quite quiet anyway. But around you, I don't usually notice until you've said something and there was probably something that I should have said, but I end up just going, yeah, or no, or just something kind of, not blunt, but short and not what you were expecting and then usually you go oh and then you're either a little bit irritated maybe or (laughs) yeah yeah and then you're sort of like why are you being like that and I think that's when I start to click and think oh there's something wrong or you're maybe picking up on me spacing out and just staring at something in the room or Something I don't think it's until you point it out to me that I realise that I'm being different and that there's something wrong. I think for me, it's it happens for maybe like a couple of hours I'm being physically have all of these things. But it's not until someone points it out that I then realise all the things that I've been doing that are different. Yeah. Because there's nothing in my head that I'm not consciously doing it. It's It's subconsciously. So... It's not something that I realise until it's pointed out to me. And then I think, oh, I am being different. Why am I being different? But then I think I spend a quite a big chunk of time trying to work out what it is and not really getting it. It's really, I find a lot of the time I'll think of something and even though it doesn't, there's nothing in my head that goes, yeah, that's it. That I can tell that that's what it is. I'll just go, it must be that. And then I, I think I usually tell you as well. I'm like, oh, I think I'm being like this because of this thing. And then I continue to be off and a bit different. So I guess it's not that thing. And then I have to try and think again. Maybe it's this and nothing. But even even when I've worked it out, it doesn't feel like... I feel like with NT people, and I could just be completely guessing here, but I feel like they once they realise what it is, if they even have to do this process, it sort of clicks like it feels right you feel like you've got the thing that doesn't happen it doesn't matter if I've found the actual thing that's bothering me or I've just picked something else they feel the same way does that make sense yeah I mean I I've been obviously like for anybody that I've been in a relationship with that was neurotypical they do feel like bad but they know what it is yeah they know physically why I feel bad because mentally their brain has it's going through the same thing the body's going through. In fact, yeah. if anything, the body's going through it because of what's happening in the brain at the same yeah. time. So they get it, but for us, it doesn't work like that. So my brain is either further ahead from my body, so my body's reacting to something that my brain went through like ages ago, yeah, or the body's doing it first and the brain hasn't worked it out yet. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like a thing. So sometimes I'll have like, massive like worry and stuff in my brain and be freaking out about something or obsessing about something but my body feels fine and then a few days later my body feels rubbish but then my brain is just like yeah this is fine i'm fine um or my body will start going weird all of a sudden and then my brain starts thinking what's this about and then after my body's kind of stopped doing what it's doing my brain then is starting to worry about something yeah um but yeah with neurotypical people i think that, that it happens at the same time but in the times that it doesn't happen at the same time um or they feel weird and then you know they they get it out and they say it they might not get better straight away 
but they start the recovery process once they've made the they know what it is they know yeah. what's wearing them down and then once that situation's been dealt with they feel better obviously there's some bigger situations that they can't deal with but you know that can't be helped yeah you know there's like certain things you thinking about something isn't going to solve it every time it's just some stuff it does help with or if you talk it out with someone it makes you feel better and they recover whereas i do feel like with me if i'm having a problem and then i talk it out with someone and we've definitely 100 percent gone this is it this is the issue um that's it you know like and i'm like yeah that is what i'm worried about thanks we talk about it and we get a solution and it doesn't feel like it's a worry anymore it seems like my body didn't get that message and it still continues to do what it's doing it doesn't seem to be slowing down in the worry, which is what you're saying. Yeah. Is that most people, once they've worked it out and feel better, they they start the, everything starts to go back to normal. Whereas for us, um, especially I think you, um, you'll just carry on. Yeah. Uh, for a while until I guess it just runs its course. Yeah. With me, I think, say I'm worried about something. I might have four things in my head where I think it could be any one of these things that I'm worried about. I'm not actually sure. And yeah, I think through them all and nothing quite clicks. Nothing goes, yeah, that's it. But then even if it's only one thing, it doesn't sort it out for me. I will worry about it until I've stopped. My body has just physically completely stopped worrying. And even though nothing has changed, I'll just be, okay, I'm over it. I think that's what happens with me. I don't have a solution and there isn't a solution. I don't come to a solution for it. It's very much with me. I just let it run its course. And then say, I'm trying to do an example because I think I don't want to make it confusing in hypotheticals. But um, say like I've got a job interview and I've got a job interview in a week's time. Um, So... I don't know, I have a job interview next Thursday. I might be worried about it now and I'm having all of these physical um, things, so I'm fidgeting, I'm spacing out, I'm worried. But then it could get to, the interviews on Thursday, it could get to Monday, my worrying's run its course and that's it, I'm just done. So even though I've still got another four days until the interview, Mm. I've done my worrying. It's not something that's any longer there. And that's kind of how it works with me. It's not a case of I need there to be an actual resolve to it. I don't need it to be over and done with. I just need to let my body do what it's going to do for whatever period of time it's going to do it. But it, there's not a a solution to it. It's just a matter of waiting, I suppose. That's yeah. how it works for me. Because I know sometimes with you know that I'm worried about something and you're comforting me because I'm worried. But then I think there comes a point where I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm over it now. Even though the thing hasn't happened yet. And I do think sometimes you're a bit like, are you sure? Yeah, because there, and there's stuff like like a job interview or say um, something else along those lines is happening. You will just get over it and be fine. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you've still got to do this in two days. time. Yeah. You're completely fine. But then I think four days ago you were like terrified. Yeah. So I just think like, how are you OK with it now? Yeah. Uh, and then you just go ahead and do it like there's nothing wrong. And But you were really stressing and stressing. And I, like, obviously, I think for most people, how it works is when you first find out you've got something like an interview, the nerves and the anxiety build as you get closer to yeah. it. Yeah. But you, you kind of get like once you know you've got the interview, you kind of get the nerves and the anxiety um, the day you've been told to get the interview. And it's at the same level as if you're having that interview then yeah. like at the time you heard about it. 
but then it kind of just peters out the closer you get to it because you can't maintain that intensity of feeling I guess for that long because I mean physically yeah. it would be horrible to uh, continually feel like a certain way about it all the way up to when it happens yeah um so I it, it's interesting with me I I have a huge delay which is so same same example yeah job interview I could find out I've got a job interview in on Thursday so like a week I'm like I've got a week I am fine every day every day I'm fine even like the Wednesday no problem I think yeah whatever job interview who cares and obviously my track record with interviews are hideous um I I mean I've mentioned before I've never got a job from an interview and in the jobs where I had an interview and got the job it's because I knew the person that was interviewing me and it wasn't a real interview but interviews with genuine strangers that have never met before I have never been successful in an interview yeah because of the way I am uh, in them but and I know this but when I get an interview I just think like yeah whatever it's fine I'll just be different this time I'll just do this it'll be cool and I feel completely fine which my body then makes me think yeah, I will do this. Look, I feel good. Like, obviously, like, yeah. there's nothing weird going on. There's nothing to worry about. I'll be fine. And then, like, you know I mean, the night before, the Wednesday night, I'm still feeling the same way. I was like, this will be fine. But then I wake up the next day and it's like all the nerves I should have had for the last four yeah. days all just go, oh, yeah, we've all kind of got delayed, but we're all here at the same time yeah. now. Uh, so let's let's just mess with you constantly for this entire morning and yeah like the wave of it the second sometimes it wakes me up in the night when it all comes at the same time yeah and it kind of all just comes rushing in all at once I don't get the the gradual build up or in your case you get it and then it kind of just disappears yeah it gets like it just gets lesser and lesser and then eventually it's gone yeah with me it's just a solid like wall of it that happens all at once and then it's there all the way till I get to the interview. And then when I walk into the interview, it just disappears completely. It's gone again. Yeah. And I feel fine. Um, but only while I'm in the interview. The second interview's over and I come back out again, it's like it was waiting outside the room for me <laughs> to come back out again. And then my body just goes, okay, have it back. Yeah. And then it's just there until, I guess, my body naturally burns it out. Um, but I'll... The worry, my thoughts are obviously like, oh, you know, what if they ask this or what this will do or what am I going to do here, what I'm doing all morning. But then the second I get out of the interview, it's should I have said this? Did I answer this properly? And it's still the same level of like strain on my body. Um, And talking to people about it doesn't help. Even if I tell them what the answers to the questions I gave and they go, oh, yeah, that's a good answer. You should have given that answer. Um, That doesn't seem to make me feel any better, whereas I feel like it should do. It should like break down some of the wor- worries and nerves I've got now. Um, but then say I, they tell me one of the questions and I tell them the answer they give. And if they went, ooh, I wouldn't have given that answer. There's like a new bit of like anxiety that's gone, aha. And then that's getting like stronger. Yeah. It's like being validated and makes it worse. And then, yeah, I have that instead. Um, I mean, that's a situation where I kind of get where it's coming from, but it's really intense. Yeah. And that's the only reason I can link the two is because I just think, well, there's a reason I'm feeling like this. But it's it's insane. Um, my body doesn't want to deal with it in bits or, you know, build up to it. It just kind of makes me think, you've got nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. Just stay calm. And then it all happens at once. Yeah. And like I say, most of the other time, my anxiety and my nerves come from nowhere. And I can't give you an example of what's causing it because most of the time I never work it out. It's yeah. not like I think, oh, this is from the thing that happened a week ago. I just think like, I don't know what this is 
or where it's coming from. Like sometimes yeah. I'll wake up in the middle of the night with stomach pains um, and I have no idea why. And yeah. I just think like, what is wrong with what's, what's going on? What is it? I don't know what it is. And I, I try and think of stuff and I can't think of anything. So I just think like, I don't know what this is. Uh, so I can't, I can't deal with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that is definitely somewhere where we're different. I, um, I find a lot that I spend a lot of time saying to you, no, I am fine now. <laughs> Don't worry, it's I am genuinely fine. And you're sort of looking at me thinking that I can't be because I was worried. But it is something that I do just sort of, I, I guess I just snap out of. Whereas with you, you're right, it is the opposite. It's like you're fine up until you're not. Um, yeah. That's it's quite interesting. I think um but there is for both of us I would say some sort of brain to body disconnect in it sort of whatever way it goes. There's there's something there that just doesn't quite fit. A lot of the time um a lot of the time with us actually I find that you know that there's something wrong with me before I know that there's something wrong with me and perhaps the other way around. I don't know if you think that too. Um yeah, so like I physically, you can tell with you when something's wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's just like your body language and the way you're behaving uh, is different to what you're normally like. So you can tell there's something up with you. Um, and with me, I need to know what it is. Uh, yeah. I know we've said that like talking about it doesn't make it go away. Yeah. But I need to pinpoint what it is because I need to know what's wrong. Because sometimes with you, you won't tell people what it is anyway and sometimes with you it actually should be something that you should be telling people because if you told someone they'd help you with it and it would be sorted yeah with you there's like direct situations I actually don't think there's been a time where you've physically shown a symptom of something and it's been nothing you're just worrying about nothing yeah um it is always something with you it's just sometimes you can't work out what it is uh and you do feel weird in yourself, but because you can't work out what it is, you don't want people knowing because you don't know what to tell them. Yeah, that's uh, And you true. don't like to like inconvenience people, I suppose, with something that you're like, I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. Because I think you worry that you're like uh, fishing for attention or something yeah. if you say it. Uh, but I know that there's something wrong and there's something bothering you because you're physically behaving different. You feel weird. You look weird, you know, in the way that you're sat and doing stuff. Yeah. You start saying you feel like hot, but you're like, oh, maybe I'm just warm. It's just warm. Yeah. Um, and then I know that if we work it out, I don't think it'll go away. I don't think I've ever worked out what's wrong with you. We've talked about it. And then whatever physical signs you're showing disappear. But I think once we know what it is, it's just it's easier. At least you haven't got the worry of what is this? Yeah. Uh, so it's not adding to it. Um, and then we both know that it's genuinely something. I think you like the idea of as long as it's a reason to worry, it's fine that you're worrying. You don't like to be worrying about nothing. Yeah. Um, whereas with me, I just get it for no reason. Uh, and like I say, I I get signs that something's wrong and I'm sure you pick up when I'm behaving in a way that's not normal. Yeah. Um, but then when we talk about it, I can't tell you what it is. Like I literally, mm. it doesn't matter what we talk about. I'm just like, no, I think I'm fine. And even... There's, that- yeah, there's a lot of... Sorry no, to cut you off. No. I was going to say, there's a lot of times with you where you do start behaving different. And I can see I can see it. There's just your answers to things are a little bit more clipped. You've got more... I guess you have like this sort of concerned look on your face when it's just sort of naturally resting. 
instead of your natural resting face there's almost you know your eye your eyebrows are a little bit what's that called burrowed yeah frowning frowning yeah there's a concerned look on your face but i'll go what's wrong and i can always tell there's something wrong because instead of going nothing i'm all right you sort of go nothing (laughs) in a kind of irritated way that then then you're like i'm fine and I might ask again because I I can see that there's something wrong. And obviously then that leads to you being probably a little bit more irritated because I've asked again, you've already told me. But you know when you can just tell, but then I think what that is is actually you're, you don't know either that there's something wrong. Yeah, I mean, it makes me aware when yeah. you do it. And then what I do is I then try and work out how I'm feeling physically. Yeah. Um, so I then try and like, you know, like feel if I can feel anything weird in my chest or in my head or, you know, in my stomach or doing like how I'm feeling. It yeah. kind of makes me get in touch with stuff. And then when I recognize that there's something weird going on with me internally, I still can't work out why, but then I'm aware of what it is. But then sometimes I get annoyed because obviously I'm I'm big into pretending like nothing's wrong. Yeah. So then I'm annoyed that you've noticed. Yeah. Uh, so then that makes me more agitated, I suppose. But it's it's just it's it's one of those things where you've got to be in touch with your body and recognize what your body's doing. But and I know and I've read that before and I've heard that before in articles and things like. Um, mindfulness and uh, CBT I think is another one where they yeah. they go into like where are you feeling in your body right now where do you think that's coming from what that is and then for a lot of people you know they make the connection they realize what it is and then it's fine and that's that's where I have the problem is because I can recognize that physically something's up yeah but I don't know where it's coming from and therefore you can't get it to go away if you wanted to. Yeah. And I have like genuine concerns over like long-term effects on the body. Like I do worry about autism and like the long-term effects it has on the body eventually, because obviously if you can't deal with that stuff and I can never really relax either. So it's not like I could do something to relax to get rid of it. Um, I do worry sometimes like with the constant like chest problems and stomach problems with me, Will it have like long term effects eventually down the line? Yeah. That I can't do anything about because I, I don't see a way of dealing with it. Whereas I guess for you, it doesn't happen as much. And the physical symptoms you show, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't know about getting really warm if that really like. I'm quite, a, I would say I'm quite a relaxed person. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm probably, I'm lucky in that sense. I, um, I mean, most of the time I'm very relaxed anyway. And you, like, you know, when you go to the doctors or something and they're giving you an injection and they're like, relax your arm. Mm. They never have to tell me to relax. Like my just physically, I am usually like my body's relaxed. My breathing's very steady. Like my heart rate is very, I wear one of those, I wear a watch that tells me my heart rate and it's always like quite a low. I'm just quite a... I guess physically, my body is quite calm. I always feel like my heart rate's really fast, but every time I've worn one of those watches that has the heart rate thing, it tells me that it's under. Yeah. And every time I've had like my blood pressure taken or they've done stuff like that, they've always gone, yeah, you're, you're quite under. Like, that's, yeah. quite, that's quite good. But I, um, I never feel like I am. I always feel like it's my heart rate's actually quite fast most of the time. Um, 
or like yeah so I, I assume that when I take that kind of stuff it's going to show quite high but I've never had anybody like professional or when I've taken it myself with devices anyone ever go oh that's a bit much yeah it's never happened but I don't know if that's because I'm like active or you know whatever uh, yeah. and that's what stops it from happening like one of the ones I've got lately physically, which is a weird one of my anxiety and worries, every now and then I get back pain that's related to like worry and stress. And I think that's from like tightness or like the way I'm like yeah. holding it in. I'll just get it for no reason. I haven't done anything strenuous or anything that would like throw it out, but it's just there. But it's at the same time while I'm getting like tension from something else, Yeah. Uh, which is like a new one. And I do think like as you get older and that kind of thing, just new ones appear. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had it a lot since I, I suppose, left like various jobs or changed things or like when I first went to uni and that kind of thing. It's when I first started noticing them. Um, and I probably had them as a child. Like I said, I've mentioned the breathing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I just have forgot them or they are gradually like getting worse as I'm getting older. Or it's just, you know, with things like doing this podcast and being in therapy and getting diagnosed, I'm slowly recognising them or picking up yeah, on them maybe. more. And they've always been there. It's just, uh, you know, I'm identifying the, the things that are happening that are different to other people on a more regular basis. I'm not sure. It could be that, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, go No, go. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was going to say on the flip side of it, that was kind of like the emotional and physical, but I also wanted to touch upon like maybe briefly the just the physical um and i oh, guess oh yeah no yeah i know what you mean yeah so so kind of like if you're ill yeah or, i don't I, yeah i was literally just thinking that's what i was going to say oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i uh, yeah the things that i have problems with that you don't have problems with is uh when i'm ill yeah i don't recognize that i'm ill yeah at all um i never take sick days like i've had one sick day I think the whole time I've worked in the job I've done now, which I've done for five years, the job before that, I think I had two in the space of five years. Yeah. Uh, and at school, I was never really off. And I can't tell if it's because I'm like super healthy and my immune system is like some insane immune system. I always joke with people at work all the time that I have like a weird immune system and uh, I don't get sick or I don't recognize I'm ill when I am ill. Um, and it probably is more the latter. Um, I do think that when most people feel sick, they physically feel ill. But for me to take a sick day on the times that I have taken sick days, I have been really ill, like ill to the point where I'm like really incapacitated and can't move ill. Yeah. But I don't recognize other stuff. Sometimes I'll cough or I'll sound like I've got a blocked nose and people will go, oh, are you ill? And I'll be like, no, why? What makes yeah. you think that? Um, and yeah, that's that's one that I've got. I don't pick up on being ill, uh, like headaches or yeah, like blocked noses, coughing, colds. The you know the the minor illnesses you get that can take you out of work for a couple of days. Yeah, I'm not in tune with them. I'm still able to go about my day. Um, you know, cycle to work, go outside, do things. Um, I don't really pick up on them that they're there um at all uh but everyone says that they can tell i am they're like you look ill or do you look a bit pale or you feel a bit warm and i'm always like no i feel fine it's fine i don't feel bad and i genuinely don't feel bad but apparently i look like someone that's sick when i am sick um but i don't it doesn't seem to be something that i um have an issue with 
One of the other ones I uh, was thinking about just then as well is uh, I can never tell when I'm thirsty. That's one of the things yeah. that's a big one for me. I tend not to drink enough throughout the day. I have been dehydrated a few times uh, mm. where I've got really badly dehydrated, but I don't recognise... Hungry, fine, I can pick up when I'm hungry. Do you know what I'd mentioned, though? What? So you can't tell when you're thirsty and you get dehydrated all the time. You're a nightmare. And you can tell when you're hungry, but you can't tell when you're full. Yeah, yeah, there is that as well. I will continually eat until whatever is in front of me has gone. Yeah, and because I often can't finish my food. Yeah. Well, I can't, like, I I can, but, you know, there's times where my eyes have been way too big for my belly and I've, like, stacked my plate up beyond belief and I just think, I can't eat any more of this. You will also eat mine. Yeah, and I'll have had the same amount of stacked food. Yeah. But then I'll eat yours as well. Uh, And then there'll come a point where I'll have stopped eating, but then, like, 20 minutes later, if we've still got the food out that we were eating, I'll just go back to it again and start eating it again. Yeah, I think the best example of this is a Chinese. Like, for me, we'll order a Chinese somewhere uh, sometimes because there's a really good, like, vegan Chinese... Well, they do vegan food near near um where we live and i will eat and i'll eat a lot i guess i i would say i probably almost binge on it but the second i'm done i'm done there's no like i'll just give it a couple of minutes and then i'll go back for more if i am full that's me done and i'm just i tap out i'm completely done whereas you you'll go oh i'm so full my tummy, and then uh, you'll be back at it. You'll just be like, oh, but we have got some of those... Uh, I've got some noodles left. I'll have those. Yeah, I do feel a slight... Um, like a slight something. I don't feel full, but I feel a feeling of you should probably stop now. Um, sometimes it's like helped by you've stopped. <laughs> so I think, oh, maybe I should stop. Uh, but then sometimes you're like, oh, you know, you're male, you're bigger. <laughs> like You, you can you, you can physically eat more Yeah, you're going to you're you're... eat more. So then I just think, okay, so I should eat a little bit more. <laughs> but then I think, okay, you've stopped eating now for like 15 minutes and I'm still eating. <laughs> so I was just like, maybe I should stop now. But yeah, I it, it's, it's interesting because I pick up when I'm hungry um, and then I'll eat. And obviously there comes a point where I'm eating where I stop feeling hungry, but there's no point of me that tells me I'm full. So I yeah. just keep eating. And I just assume that, like, with portion control and that kind of thing, I eat as much food as there is. So if you put a smaller amount of food of me, I will eat all of it and then stop. Yeah. But if there's loads of food, I just keep eating it and eating it and eating it because it's there. Um, Like, it it is just something I've always done. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, but then, like I say, with drinking, I don't ever feel thirsty. Or when I have felt thirsty, I've... I have to be like really at a stage where I just think, okay, like my mouth is super dry here and I feel a bit dizzy. And then I think maybe it's because I haven't drank enough. Yeah. But I don't remember to drink. Um, like sometimes when I go to work, I, you know, I like, I start, I cycle to work usually like just after seven o'clock. Um, but then I don't have my first drink of the day until like half 10. Um, and yeah. I'll, I'll drink something then and then I'll have another one at like one and then another one at like three. But then that's it. Then I don't drink again until uh, like later on that night at like half six. But then it's only like one drink at a time. But that's because in my routine of how I do my day, yeah, I've got these like marked points where I will have a drink due to my routine. We've mentioned before at like half ten, I have a coffee and an apple. 
Yeah. So that's sometimes that's like, well, I have one with breakfast, but then that's, you know, like I have my breakfast at like six o'clock in the morning. So that means I've gone four and a half hours without drinking. And at some point in that, I've cycled somewhere. I don't carry water with me. I'm terrible for noticing I need a drink. Uh, and sometimes I've gone like a whole day without having a drink at all and haven't noticed that I haven't had a drink until you start showing physical symptoms of dehydration. But sometimes when I show my dehydration like symptoms, I don't recognise what they are to begin with. Yeah, I used to worry. So I, when we worked together, I used to tell you to get a drink quite a lot or yeah. I would go and get myself a drink so I would get you one and be like, drink this. And then when I left, I was worried that you would stop drinking. But then we got this... Because I find with you, the only way that you'll really drink is with... So you like a coffee. Yeah. Like coffee is something you actually like. And it's not that you dislike water or like won't drink water or anything like that. But I know you like a coffee. So now you have this flask that... How big is it? So, it holds a litre. So it's a litre. So you you have that every day at work and you have set times, like you said, that you drink your coffee... So that's like my way of knowing that you're still getting hydrated at work. Because I know you'll forget to make yourself a drink of, of water. There's water there, but I know you'd forget. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's. I think that's the only way that you can make sure you get your fluids in. But yeah, like I say, the, the food and drink thing, that's the standard thing. I've read about and spoke to people on the spectrum that have the exact same problem. Um, I've met someone that has the same issue, but with food. They don't know they're hungry when they're hungry. And therefore, they forget to eat a lot um, because they don't recognize they should eat. Like, obviously, if you've got set routines and set times, you remember to do stuff. But um, if they don't follow that routine or don't have a routine on food, they'll just not eat Yeah. because it's not in their schedule. And I'm like that with, um, you know, like if you get really into something. So, like, if you've got one of your obsessions or one of your things that you're really into at the moment, if you get really into that, you forget to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, you forget to do the physical stuff. You don't, for some reason, like when your brain takes over and it gets into one of its deep rumination processes, which we've talked about before with the autism, is it doing like you're into your obsessive thing, you're really thinking about something you're into, it's a specialist subject, it's something you, it's your latest thing. Um, it's weird, the physical symptoms you'll suddenly start ignoring because your brain is so consumed with the thought of this one thing that you don't know. It's like, sometimes I've played like, a computer game that I'm really into and it's like the computer game I'm like really obsessed with at the moment. Yeah. And then I forget to eat and drink and I don't feel tired when I am tired. Yeah. You know, like there's been times where I've started playing a game at like six o'clock, you know, at night and then it's like four in the morning and I'm still playing it. And my I've realised that I haven't been to the toilet. I've not had a drink. I've not eaten anything. I feel like I'm not tired. And it's like my brain has just chosen to ignore all these things and just stay wrapped up in this one thing now. So like, and I used to do that all the time. So I kind of now, when I find a game that I'm really into, I uh, I limit the time or I'll play it with you. Yeah. Uh, play the computer games good with you because we get to like the two hour mark and you're like, oh, I've had enough of this now. And uh, yeah, I don't really. You know what though? Every time we play a game, when I know that I'm done, because yeah. I know when I'm done, I'm just, that's it. There's no more. Whenever I say, I think I'm done now, there is always this slight annoyance in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the other day, I think it was like a couple of weekends ago, we had been playing for about five hours. <laughs> I'd committed about five hours of time to this game and I was enjoying it. But at that point, I was just done. There was no more left in me. 
I, was, I said to you, I was like, I'm done with this game. And you just went, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll make dinner. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you do always seem a little bit, just a little bit. I wouldn't say annoyed or angry because you're not, like, you, you just have a bit of a sigh of, oh, okay then. <laughs> yeah, call yourself a burger. Yeah. Yeah, because I do, I like, um, well, I like playing the, the games that we play. I do like playing them, but I do have a, I have a limit with me. I think it's because I'm not very good with screens anyway. Yeah, but like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you don't have the, the disconnect where you just forget to do physical stuff. No, the only thing that, would, the the main thing for me that I will... But I guess I can I can lose myself in like a, a Rubik's cube or something. But yeah, I won't have a, a disconnect in that I forget to do things. I think the only thing with me is if I sleep because I can sleep, you know, I could sleep all day and all night every day forever probably, and I'd be fine. But if I I would probably pick doing that over making some food. If I was lying down and comfy and a little bit hungry, I'd probably still just go to sleep. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have the disconnect that you have. I can't so like I know when I'm hungry, I know when I'm thirsty. I actually can't eat anything if I'm thirsty, so I can't sit down and eat a meal if I feel like I need a drink. I'll have to have a drink first. That I just can't. The idea of putting food in me when I feel like I need a drink just ugh, I don't like it. Um and yeah, we go into the toilet, I go to the toilet all the time. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, I, I, I do genuinely think I can eat at any point. Like, I, even when I'm not hungry, I can eat. I, I don't have this feeling of I can't do that. I just think, like, I can. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Even if I've just eaten, I can eat. There's been times where I've, I remember a while ago I had, like, lunch twice because I had lunch with some... We had, I had lunch and then uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, you want to go for lunch? And I couldn't figure a way of saying no. To get out of it, so I just went along with it and then went and had lunch with them, even though I just had lunch. Um, And yeah, I don't, it it didn't feel odd or weird. I was thinking, like, this is, I'm not gonna be able to do this, but then I did, and I was just like, okay, that's weird. Um, So yeah, but like with computer games, that's the only time that it's a really bad, I suppose, disconnect is my, like I said, my brain just stops recognizing things that my body's telling me, and it isn't until I've stopped it. So it's weird. I don't feel hungry. Or that I've got to drink or eat or anything like that when we're playing a game. But the second you're like, oh, let's stop now. And then we turn it off. It's like all of it comes at once. I'm just like, wow, I'm really thirsty. Uh, yeah. Actually, have... yeah, I am really hungry and uh, I need the toilet. Yeah, because sometimes we... So basically, we play a lot of games on a Sunday. Um, we have a bit of a routine. We usually play um, computer games Sunday afternoon. And usually Sunday evening, we'll get like a takeaway together. Yeah. That's our... It's, it's kind of like a routine that we usually do. Not always. Sometimes you cook. Yeah. But we, we, we do something to that effect. But there becomes a point where we're playing the computer game in, in the afternoon. And maybe we've been playing it for like three hours or so. And I think I'm really hungry now. I think now is the time to order dinner or maybe for you to start cooking it. Yeah. And you go, yeah, yeah, we'll just finish this. And then maybe like another half an hour goes by and I think, no, like now I'm... Now I'm really hungry and the longer we leave this, the longer until the food's going to arrive or it's going to be ready. But you 
it doesn't seem to happen to you. You are completely in a world of, yeah, but we'll just finish this next bit or I'll just change my outfit and make sure my outfit looks good or find a new uh, like weapon or something. And I just think, I'm really hungry. And I think, are you not hungry? But it doesn't, you're right, it doesn't seem to happen until literally the screen, we turn the TV off and then you go, oh, I'm hungry now. Yeah. And it is, it is like that with you. I mean, it's the same with, uh, like, being at work or when I was at school or that kind of thing. It's, you know, like, people that, you know, you're supposed to take breaks. Yeah. You get, like, breaks. Oh, it's it's a requirement that you take a break now or go on a break. I don't know. I never feel like I need a break. Yeah. I've never had that feeling of, I should go on a break. I just think, like, okay, I should go on a break because I'm being told I've got to. But I feel, I do see, like, a lot of the people I work with and everybody else I work with is NT. I do feel like they ask for it, you know, like, can I go on a break now or oh, I really need a break or I just need to take 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. And I don't I don't feel the fatigue. I don't feel the thing in my body that says I need to have a break. I will have my hour lunch break at work because I have it at the same time. Um, and, you know, it's the, that's the only reason. is It's in my routine now to have one. Yeah. But back when I was management and I was running the store, because I had so much to do and because I was really like involved in what I was doing, the amount of times I just didn't take a break because I didn't feel it. And sometimes I did like 12 hour days and didn't take a break. Yeah. But at the end of it, I didn't think like, oh, I'm so drained or, you know, people get home and I'm so tired or I'm done or it's been a tough day. I never feel like the physical tiredness of that kind of thing. Um, Even if I've done something a long period of time, I can do the same task for like hours on end and like not just a computer game thing, but with work or when I was at uni and I used to do my writing, I could write for like seven, eight hours like straight yeah, and not feel tired or not feel worn out. Um, you know what I mean? I not feel anything weird at all about it. I just felt fine. But then after I decided to stop, an hour after I stopped, suddenly I'd be like, wow, I am like wiped out here. I'm really burnt out and I just need to go to bed. And then suddenly I'm struggling to like, I think like I've got to go brush my teeth and I just think, oh, it's all the way in there. I'm not walking all the way in there. Yeah. Do I need to brush my teeth tonight? Maybe I won't do. Do I need to get into like, get out of the clothes I've worn all day? I should I just sleep in them? You know what I mean? Like I'd get into like that stage. But during the whole process, I'd never feel burnt out or feel yeah. like I need to take 15 minutes or I should take an hour break. I'd just keep going and going and going until the job was done. It's like um, It's like when we drove back to... Nottingham and it's like a four hour drive and neither one of us took a break because we were in the zone of getting there you know yeah I mean I wasn't driving so I don't think I had the same thing because I I used to be I've done a lot of car journeys so I don't really need breaks in car journeys in fact if you said it was a four hour drive and there was no part of me that thought that that required a break the only time I've taken breaks is when I've done car journeys that were like eight or nine hours but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, there's just this part of me that shuts off and doesn't pay attention to what my body's saying. Yeah. Until I've stopped doing that's it. That's true. When we got to Nottingham, yeah, I think we were both quite tired. Yeah. We did it in the in the evening as well, so it was late. But like all the way there, I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel like this is even when I knew I had like another hundred or so miles to go. I was just like, yeah, whatever. This is fine. And like I'm like that with everything. It's everything I do, even if it's a huge task. Once I'm doing it, um. It's like I shut off all the physical needs of my body until it's done. And then I'm like, okay, so what happened? Like, it's kind of checking with your body and just like, so what happened in this time while I was doing this? How are you feeling? Yeah. My body's just like, okay, so you're back, yeah? Sort this out. 
yeah yeah um which i i I do notice it i I sometimes get annoyed with nt people that i'm working with when we've been doing something for like four hours and they're just like oh oh, i need a drink i need to go get something to drink i need a break or i could do with a sandwich and i'm looking at them like just push on come on like we're nearly there now stop yeah if we stop now like it's just ridiculous you don't need to stop carry on um, and then everybody's like, yeah, you're right. Let's let's have a sandwich or let's go. I'm going to go to the shop. Does anyone want a shop? And I'm just thinking, oh, the shop. Like, yeah. Everybody else around me is agreeing that it's time to take a quick like 20 minute break and everyone's relieved for it. And I'm more like, no, let's just let's, carry on. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. Like, why, why are we stopping? Uh, and yeah, it's, it's because I, I don't feel what they feel physically. Yeah, I think when it comes to the the physical side of it with the being ill or needing a break or f- food and thirst and things like that, that is something that you are definitely very out of touch with. But I don't think that I have that. No, no. But then you're like big into what's good for your body and like, you know, uh, do you know what I mean? Like what your body requires. And I think because you have that whole thing with like nutrition and hydration and sleep mm, cycles yeah. you're very big into like sleeping the right amount of time at the same time and having yeah. like this body routine i think that's why you're more in touch with it because it's it's more of like a i know a lot of people have it but like yours is more of like a burger obsession thing yeah true. with like sleeping a set amount of time or you know eating at certain you don't like eating at certain points of the day sometimes it's too late sometimes it's too early like, there are times where I'll feel hungry and I'm like, we should eat. And you're like, eh, what time is it? So, like, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, you've got that. I do feel like you, it sounds like you're more physically in touch. But I do think with you, that you've got this, like, mental, uh, it's like a mental effort for you where you have these mental, like, markers in your head of yeah. now's the time to do this. I should have a drink now. I imagine that when you have your drinks at work, they're at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and, like, when you go to bed, it's the same time. And when you eat your meals, it's the same time. Um, like this is the thing with you, you can't, you don't like to eat too late at night. So when I'm like, oh, we'll just have dinner now. And you're like, I don't know. It's like eight o'clock. Maybe we shouldn't have dinner. Like you'll ignore your hunger for the sake of this is not when I eat. So I'm not going to eat. Yeah. So you kind of have it as a similar thing. It's just, it happens to be that one of your like routines is to eat and drink and sleep all at the same time. So you do have it quite regularly. I'm sure you feel what you feel. Yeah. But I do feel like there's like a mental aid there that's reminding you to, you know, feel thirsty. Probably, yeah, you're right. That. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's it for this week. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening again. Yeah, thank you. It's all massively appreciated. Uh, we are in the usual places for those that still haven't found us yet. Just look for Them Asperger's on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. There's a private group on Facebook if you want to talk about the topics of the podcast or if you want to talk about anything autism related in general. Just go in there and there's loads of people in there to talk to. Loads of them know all kinds of things or are experiencing the same things as you are or different things or have points of view that you've never thought of that's really useful I get a lot of stuff from the group. Um, I like reading like the stuff people say, the stuff people talk about. Um, everybody has some really good ideas or things. I mean, it's where we've got a lot of our episode ideas from at the moment. Is not Some of it's not directly things people are asking, but someone's just started a conversation about something and I've gone, I've never really thought about that. Yeah. And then I've talked to you and then we're like, we're doing a topic. So that's it. For those of you that stay away from social media, there is themaspergers at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me or Scarlett directly, you can just email there. Same if you just want a topic to mention. 
um, or if you want to ask us a genuine question, that's also cool. Um, and yeah, if you want to rate and review us, you can on whatever platform you use for your podcasts. We're there, so you can write one. Um, I don't think, can you review stuff on Spotify? I don't know. But I don't you can, think so. You but can, if you like, can, that, feel free to do it. Yeah. That'd be great. But you can do it on a Facebook group, Apple Podcasts. I know you can do reviews, Google Podcasts, wherever you can. If you want to do one, that's good. We like the reviews. Um, we're also open to like ideas or things you've noticed. Somebody mentioned that our episode last week, the sound quality was a bit weird. Sorry. Not the, not all the way, but there was like some weird shuffling. But I think I know what that was. I think that was just me moving about yesterday, last episode. I was... Yeah, was like quite fidgety on the last episode. So anybody that gets some weird sound pickup from last week, totally my bad. Yeah, sorry everybody. But thank you so much for listening and we will speak to you next week. Bye.